Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is episode 164 of Robots on Typewriters. And wasn't that a fun little episode last time? I I know exactly how it went down. I'm so excited that everyone got to hear it. I haven't I haven't edited it yet or heard it. Yeah, anything, it was but... a short episode or maybe it somehow was a long one. I, that's not even possible. <laughs> how could that have, how could you I You don't even know how say? much narration I did around it. I, it. I'm actually this was actually a sting and I've been plotting this uh takedown of the the Kui field for years now and you've just played right into my hand. It's the you first like episode of my true video crime essay podcast. about yeah. each pop Exactly. And then there's the Lee call. <laughs> oh, there is the Lee call. I haven't even gotten to that. That's going to be the big show-stopping number of this true crime podcast, which ha- every true crime podcast oh, has man, a show-stopping how number. How is that not a thing? Okay, here we go. Uh, prediction, okay. prediction alert. Uh-huh. Within the next five years, a true crime-themed musical will win a Tony. Okay, so can I ask some questions? Nope. Okay. True, I'm taking true, no question. <laughs> true crime, as in like it's going to be like about a specific case or it's going to be like about no, a no, true no. crime podcast? Kind of, yes, yes. It's going to okay. be like about the investigation it's of gonna a case. It's going to be like whether only murders or not in the building. A, it could be a fictional case, but it's going to have all like the true crime tropes. Okay. Have you heard of only murders in the building? Uh, Yes. Okay. So, yeah. I rest my case, question mark. <laughs> I may have plagiarized my case. It's not a musical yet. Exactly. It's going to win. I didn't say which Tony it will win, but it will be best adapted. Plagiar- pla- play. Oh, okay. Stage play. Yeah. Is that, how do they phrase that? I don't know what you said. Instead of like best adapted screenplay, is it like best adapted play, stage play? I don't play, know play? if they, ha- they must have one, but I feel like I don't know what it is. No one cares about the adapted category. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, this is Robots on Typewriters, episode sure 164. Uh, uh, I'm Justin, I'm Allison. <laughs> what is Robots on Typewriters? That's a fantastic... I'm Justin, I'm Allison. Uh, that, uh, that is a great question, and I'm so glad you asked. Um, Robots on Typewriters is a podcast where we discuss computational creativity, that being the ways that people use... AI, computers, uh, random generation, machine learning, generative adversarial networks to make art and uh, tell stories and make music, make jokes, all kinds of creative endeavors using those kinds of technologies. And we have two segments here on this podcast, both of which we named using a random word generator, the same method we use to name our famous new characters. uh, Yes, and ourselves, our famous new characters, Allison and Justin. (laughs) And uh, those segments are our zesty hat, where one of us brings something to the table that we'd like to share from around the internet or beyond. And the second is our trashy toy, where we play a game utilizing some of those tools that we love so dearly. And it is my turn to don the zesty hat this I almost said year this week. I'm taking oh, it for the year. You no, know, you can. I uh, know you cannot take it for I the cannot. year because that would mean I I would have to make toys for a year. I would so like much some rather kind of do <laughs> like some. Oh, well, you think I'm some fucking elf to you? Do I look like a fucking elf to you? Do I make you toys? R.I.P. Paul Servino. The- <laughs> See Joe Pesci's understudy. <laughs> this is by association. Ooh, who do you think is going to be next to die in the Goodfellas cast? I mean, it's got to be one of the big biggins, right? It's got to be like a De Niro, Niro, Pacino, (laughs) Pecci. Fuck, Mary, kill. (laughs) Well, uh, genuinely, Mary De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Um, wait, it was De Niro uh, who and Pecci? Uh, Niro, Shane, Janeiro Pacino, Pecci, Pacino, Pacino, and Pesci are both uh, unhinged in in like different ways. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna kill Pacino. I would probably kill Pesci. Fuck, I don't want to fuck Pesci. I would, but I would rather kill Pacino. Really? Like you? (laughs) That's a strange desire. Like I don't necessarily mean I want him dead, but I mean. I don't okay. want to fuck either of them, and Al Pacino's unhingedness is more threatening to me. I feel like I, I'm I'm way more attracted to the energy of young Pacino than young 
than Pesci at any point in time. So. Oh, well, if you get them at any age, like, sure, I'll yeah. fuck young Pacino. Young Pacino, you know, I don't know. Young Pacino sounds like a new Netflix something. series, by the way. <laughs> it, I mean, series. like, off the popularity of the offer, you never know. Anyway, that's this is not what this... Uh, is. Was this your toy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my toy. It's Fuck, Mary Kill. <laughs> I made it up myself is how do you feel about it. Very good. Yeah, I, I, have a, I have a pretty tiny hat this week. Um, I, have, I have a really, really tiny one. Did you realize that um, Dolly Mini, the the favorite toy of, of boys and girls across the, across the land recently, yeah. um, has changed its name? Did you know that? Crayon, yeah. Crayon. I it's totally It's been working this. on this rebrand for a while, but slowly rolling it out. I Yeah, I did not know about this, and someone brought it up to Cray-ion. me last weekend. Yeah, Crayon. It's like C-R-A-I. We need to keep saying it bad because we don't know how to say <laughs> Dolly, Dolly. <laughs> and so I looked up what the deal was with this because it was framed to me. I th- someone who didn't really know what was going on said to me like, oh, did you know that like that thing got like sold? I was like, what? <laughs> And then I looked it up, and it, it's not the case. It's the same the same people yeah. running it, but it was just that OpenAI asked them to change the name of the app to avoid uh, confusion with their model once it went super viral. So that's that's once it became pandemic level. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my extremely tiny little hat. Just a fun fact that I learned probably a little bit late. Um, Dolly Mini, as fantastic as ever. Crayon, sorry. And then crayon. I, Cray, crayon. Um, and then I was going to just do a little, a little uh, AI weirdness, uh, dip Please. into the AI weirdness pool, because um, there was one that came out in the, uh, uh, about a month ago at this point. It was just up my alley, and it was a blog post titled "Reading Tea Leaves." Janelle Shane of AI Weirdness used Dolly 2 to generate some images of messages at the bottom of a teacup in tea leaves, um, which is uh, just, I, I really appreciated it. I feel like we're accidentally on like alternating weeks for reading AI Weirdness because I skipped <laughs> I this one, but I've read the newer ones since then. Oh, yeah, I have not. I, I saw Perfect. this one. <laughs> we'll never run out of hats this way. Keep yeah, it the the images are are pretty incredible as always, um, but uh, the messages not so much. Um, they're really clear and legible, um, and they're I love that they're in like a variety of different shaped teacups, different kinds of tea, different fonts. And so the the first image that she has in her blog post, just kind of collection of a bunch of uh, generations off the prompt, a message in the tea leaves at the bottom of a cup. Um, first one, just the letters F E. I will, I will say, oh. okay, if you had a cup of tea and you like, I don't even know how you make tea leaves do this thing. Cause like, I don't want a cup of tea with a bunch of tea leaves in the bottom. You got to like drink really leafy tea. And then like, I don't know. Right? This. I've never understood. If you poured me tea that had leaves in the bottom <laughs> in general, I'd be upset. Like girl, buy a strainer. They're like <laughs> two bucks. Right. Um, but how would you feel if you got these messages from the bottom of your, uh, of your, um, w- which one would you find the most threatening? So FE is like the, the chemical symbol for iron. Ooh. Um, so I would think that's some kind of nerd joke. Like, oh, these are actually like freaking iron shavings that we magnetize <laughs> no, to the bottom no. of the cup. So I'd be a little uh, unhappy with that one. Um, how about the, the next one, which I think is unsettling for a different reason. It's that the um, message seems to appear on a yellow post-it note, which uh, <laughs> if you got through the entire cup of tea and only then realized that there was a post-it note floating in there that whole time. It also looks pretty dry. Not floating. It's say. dry. Yeah. yeah, it's very dry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened here, but it just says Esty, which is, um, you know what? I have to say, I do feel like. Are you familiar with the phenomena of like Taylor Swift fans um, yeah. reading into everything uh, and like everything that happens that she communicates, thinking it's like a secret message about what she's doing next or like something that's happening in her personal life? Yes. Didn't okay. you once get in a fight with the crazy Taylor Swift fans also? <laughs> um, I did, but it was because I tweeted that I thought I could probably sing McCavity better than she did and um, oof, oof, someone oof. got mad at me. <laughs> but yeah, so SD is the, na- the name the name is an anagram is. of Taylor Swift S T Swift Taylor 
Miller. Yeah. <laughs> it is um, the name of, I believe, one of the Haim sisters. And they like, okay. they were on um, her song, No Body, No Crime. And the name Esty is also invoked in that song. It's like the character of the woman who is who mm. is killed in that song, who she avenges. So I don't know. I think Swifties might think that that would be some kind of message meant just for them from the god Taylor Swift. Especially the dry post-it note, it would be like, you know, yeah. she, Taylor just put the note there. Yeah. Um, I also really like, I love the font of T-T-T, T-E-E-T-E-A-T. Um, it's a little strange, I but I like that. the font. I don't love the phrase. It sounds <laughs> no. like the font and the sound make it sound like it's some cutesy tea shop trying to like, yeah. that, that's just their branding. But I, I do not want to drink tea from the T-T-T. Um, I like the one to the left of that. Why is feet? Yeah, why? why? Is I feet? mean, that's a great question. Why is feet? <laughs> I, I ask myself every day when I put on me socks. <laughs> so Janelle then went on. To, <laughs> well, I just that that one hit me uh, a little like two seconds too late. The Janelle then went on to give the messages that were the cryptic messages that came through the tea leaves back to Dolly to see what they mean. For example. One of them was, I mean, I don't know how to pronounce this exactly because it's not really a real, uh, real phrase, but it's like T, just T-E, at, how would you, how would you go about pronouncing that? Ekinge. 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 I'm Ekinge. <laughs> it's E-C-N-G-E. And the images were really all over the place, but I feel like it does kind of, a lot of them are just like landscapes of like a kind of misty, Scottish kind of seeming, uh, you know, field or mountain or hills. It's um, uncanny that a couple of them have tea though. I know. Yeah. So it does seem like all of these images are like leading towards something. And I do, this almost feels like... I, Toward this, the next Taylor Swift album. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, I I feel like there's there's a toy in here somewhere of like getting Dolly yeah, just, to like give yeah. a message and then kind of like following the trail of like feeding it back to itself. Oh my god! Yes, to, like, I wish I had thought of that. I, <laughs> yeah, I wish we did the hat and then took twenty minutes and then did a toy because <laughs> yeah. like I think yeah, following the the clues and solving a mystery yeah. is definitely definitely something. Yeah, maybe maybe that'll be our uh, Halloween time episode for us. I think we'll get to this idea before then. <laughs> um, so she also then um, tried to generate the complete set of Lucky Charms marshmallows, sh- marshmallow shapes. There's some interesting things going on here. I like logs right in the middle. A lot of them, logs, I know. A lot of these marshmallows look like butter mints that you get in a diner and they all look really good to me because i okay, love yeah. those and i, I also haven't love thought them. of them in a long time oh man i was i had them so i like they were at somewhere recently and i was like over the moon i love them they're very fun images and some of the words here include ch- chamalki cramali seski cramwi cramavi cramuts Cram, yeah, Kramutz is what she then, um, so she also, she fed back some of these words like Laramiosics and got a really wide variety of things. One, including something that looks like butter mints, like on the, a corn and the cob, but also like on a paper towel holder or like a toilet paper holder. It's very, very strange. There's some just like super photorealistic flowers and raspberries and crackers and pasta. It and just all means something. Yeah, and the they say of the Acropolis where the Parthenon is. Um, yeah, there's definitely a just game flexing here. flexing on Stephen Fry, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for um, Kramutz. I could sing McCavity better than him. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> for Kramutz, there's just some... I what looks to me like a beautiful hors d'oeuvre spread like across oh, the yeah. board like there's you know dips and like a what looks like a salad with like balls of mozzarella and strawberries which is like questionable but hey I I need it with the there's right like dressing. polenta with some eggs just one and when we say eggs they're uncracked yeah <laughs> um with just like a sprig of mint on top that's very <laughs> interesting actually and it, you know when you say polenta it do look um uncooked also <laughs> maybe that just is yet to be put in the oven we, who's yeah to, who's you know judge? that's just how the person stores their polenta and their eggs yeah and it's all very twee honestly the mozzarella strawberry salad sounds it's bomb beautiful. i would eat it yeah yeah this is a pretty long ai weirdness um post so, and there's a lot of great stuff in it so if you want to 
go, <laughs> I've just scrolled to the bottom and I do like the apple thing. This is a prompt is a green apple with a note stuck to it that says iPod. Um, and you know, they get, they get it in a couple, but I really like the one that just says Todd. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Um, AI weirdness always doing great stuff. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this hat uh, pretty pretty crisp and short, like a apple that says Todd on it today. They say, by the way, thank you for of that the hat. Acropolis where the Parthenon is. They say of the Acropolis where the Parthenon is that you should never go grocery shopping while you're hungry. Mm-hmm. I don't think they say, but maybe they should that you should never plan your podcast while you're hungry because oh. I think both of us had food on the mind. We both, uh, you said we should make some food plans. It looks like we both did because I have a food-based game. Oh, love a food-based game. Yeah, it's not a new food-based game. It's like, you know, every once in a while we got to bust out uh, some classic games and mm-hmm. probably the the basis for all of when we whenever we do a food-based game either on the podcast or in real life, it's inspired by hit uh, TV game show Chopped. Ooh. So I want you to open up Right with Transformer. Will do. Right with Transformer, of course, is a Hugging Face. Uh, Hugging Face is like some, I don't know, some company. Uh, (laughs) Hugging Face makes uh, accessible models of open source versions of big internet uh, neural network type models like large language models such as GPT-2 and 3. They also host image models. So like Crayon is is hosted through some Hugging Face servers, I believe. We're going to use Write with Transformer where you can interact with GPT-2, a large language model trained on all the text on the internet. Right from the comfort of your own browser, you can just type right along as if it's a Google Doc, but then you can hit the tab key anytime you want to let the language model take over. And we're just going to play some chop today. Um, we're just going to both type into uh, Write with Transformer. Maybe something like the theme of today's episode is blank. And then for our first mystery basket, your ingredients are blank. Uh, get three ingredients. We'll both review what we're making for the first course, what our ingredients are. We'll talk through what we're making. Uh, then we'll see what Write with Transformer liked better. And it, it will judge all three rounds for us. Amazing. We might both have different themes that we're working on for mm-hmm. each round. Okay, how do we want to do? You want to do this like one at a time? Uh, sure. I'm I'm just letting it give me more flavor text because it it okay. seems like it's in a good mood today. Okay. All right. You wanna? You can read your intro first if you want. I'll read you my little prompt. I when you Please. said you were gonna go ahead and give more yeah. flavor text, I also did, and I got. A, I want to see this episode. Um, I just introed saying we are competing in a chopped competition to make a dish with a mystery basket of ingredients. The theme of, of this episode is quote. Wacky Weddings, and then went on to uh, expand that this episode features an amazing story of a couple who have a wacky wedding. The story begins with an unexpected request from a former wife. Her request is not only wacky, but also extremely unconventional and hilarious. I like the idea of the term former wife instead of an ex. Yeah, it's, yeah. So the first mystery basket ingredient is... Okay, this is interesting. Um, The first mystery basket ingredient is a giant pineapple. The second ingredient is a giant chocolate frog. The third ingredient is a giant chicken. (laughs) Not like a giant chicken leg or like a giant. No, it's a giant. It went as far as to put a period right after it. So full stop. So yeah, I like I said, I went. I, I let it give me a little bit of flavor text here also. So this is, I'll, I'll try to make it clear when it was generating and when I was writing. The theme for today's chop cooking challenge is called, quote, meat. And it's mm. all about how much meat you can cram into a single recipe. <laughs> today's contestants are Justin and Allison. Justin's background is in professional barbecue and his goal for today is to use his cooking chops and know-how to make a meat-laden meal. (laughs) The first round is the appetizer round. Justin's first mystery basket ingredient is cilantro. The next ingredient is a whole chorizo sausage. Justin's next mystery ingredient is... (laughs) Okay, Justin's mystery ingredient is the sauce of choice for his meatless chicken soup. Uh, you're gonna do a meatless chicken soup in the meat episode? 
No, I'm not going to. But the next mystery ingredient is what my sauce of oh, choice is when I make my meatless choice chicken when soup. You do, I understand. Okay. It's yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. vegetable broth. This yeah. is a long way of saying it's just vegetable broth okay. is my last ingredient. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So what are you what are you gonna make with your three giant ingredients in for a they wacky are, wedding? They are giant. Um, I thought I thought we were giving these to each other, so I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> I don't have to deal with this, but now I have to think. Oh, no, fuck it. it. Let's give it to each other. Yeah. I, yeah, I want you to do the giant meal. Um, and yeah, I, I did forget that this is in rounds, so this is the appetizer round. It's, it's going to be a pretty giant appetizer. Hope you're serving a crowd. Uh, it is a wedding, so. I feel like I know, I feel like I know what I'm going to do. It might be, um, might be a little bit of a risk, but I'm, I'm, I, feel, I feel pretty confident about it. All right, you want me to want me to tell you what I'm gonna make? Sure, yeah. Okay, so I've got this entire this whole chorizo sausage, and I have vegetable broth, I assume, and cilantro. I'm gonna. I'm, I feel like I'm gonna fry up this chorizo sausage in like little slices. I don't know if that's, or I might even chop it up into like smaller bits. But I'm gonna fry it up so it's like a little bit like crispy and good and then i'm going to make a weird little chimichurri sauce with okay. using the vegetable broth uh, uh and the cilantro and a bunch of other herbs from the kitchen um usually one would put olive oil it seems it to make the sauce wet yeah i'm using vegetable broth here from that i'm sure that's soup. a perfect substitute yeah right cause any issues yeah. most spices equally love water and oil I yeah think. So that's that, and then I'm I'm just gonna top it, and it's just you know what? Maybe I'll even it could be. Am I, oh, I'm not doing wacky weddings. This is just meat on meat. I wonder if I should get some more meat in here. Oh shit! I am doing wacky weddings, <laughs> but I added more meat to my. <laughs> I mean, how could I a, how could fine. a wedding get wackier? Add more meat. I'm, is there a way I could get more meat in here? I mean, I'm, there's not not a way. Like I feel like the only way to like the the only way to make this meatier in essence is to put meat in the sauce, which I don't really want to do, and the and anything else is just like putting this sauce on more meat, which I feel like is superfluous. So I feel like I'm actually just I'm just gonna keep it keep it as is. I'm just gonna do like a whole bunch of meat, and I'm gonna the like, meat is in your mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna do a whole bunch of this chorizo, and it's gonna be just like a, a huge basket of it, like way more than you need. With just like okay. doused in this chimichurri sauce, and you have to eat it with a spoon. Um, that like, sounds like meat too much. Cereal. But except for the fact that it's vegetable broth based instead of olive oil based, that like just downing that much olive oil based chimichurri would probably make you not feel so good. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that'll be thin enough. It'll just be eating a soup, basically. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, I was I was gonna call it like meat cereal, like chorizo cereal. That's that is the new name of the dish. It's chorizo. It's a cereal. little cursed. I mean, I guess a soup. Most soups are kind of a meat cereal. Yeah. All right. Well, here's my my offering. Okay. My mystery basket again was a giant pineapple, a giant chocolate frog. Um, does it matter that it's a frog? I don't think so. No. And a giant chicken. So I I wrote this in the third person, but didn't let Write with Transformer generate anything for this. So I guess this is just for its own knowledge later. Justin decided to shred the chicken and barbecue it, going back to his roots. With the chocolate frog, pineapple, <laughs> tomato paste, peppers, and a mix of spices, Justin makes a mole to serve on his shredded barbecue chicken. To max out the meat, he makes some toasted beef jerky nacho chips to serve mm. the chicken mole on top of. This will all be served buffet style at the wedding alongside an open bar serving Corona with lime and frozen margaritas. But that's, you know, that's just beside the point because I'm not <laughs> making those. Corona-ritas? Yeah. Uh, well, separate. The, mm. we, you can... You can make your own. Corona your own Rita. Rita yeah. But we don't encourage it. Corona your own Rita. That's the direction I went in. Yeah, I forgot that I was not making the meaty challenge anymore. <laughs> so I served it on top of beef jerky for no I reason. Mean, I think that sounds like a like a very good barbecue hors d'oeuvre. Yeah. With a with a twist. With a The beef jerky slash. makes it a little heavy, I think, but 
I think it would be a nice little, like, yeah, served in one of them big, like, really long tinfoil, like, casserole dish kind of things. You know what we don't know? We don't know what the unexpected request from the former wife is. Only that it was not only wacky, but extremely unconventional and hilarious as well. I hope it was Corona Rita's. Should I I find out what the request is, or should we wait till the end and then see how badly (laughs) you fucked up? I'm gonna, I'm letting the judges start to judge yours, so I think your judges should judge mine. Okay, I have the request, and I might save it to the end because it is a dessert request. Okay. So I'll, I'll wait for that. The judges try Allison's chorizo soup, which is chorizo in a vegetable chimichurri. They all think it tastes like chicken soup, but with a different flavor and color. The judges <laughs> all say that the soup was a real winner and they will be bringing it back to their own weddings. Look, so like, there's something about that vegetable broth (laughs) that's just so soup-laden. It's so chicken soup-laden that everyone, for some reason, gets a chicken soup vibe off of it. Yeah. So somehow, yeah, you conquered the meat round using mostly vegetable broth. Um, Justin's meal was barbecue chicken mole, and the judges rate it, quote, very bad for flavor, and quote, not bad for texture. So, I guess they liked <laughs> the beef jerky. <laughs> the texture of the beef jerky actually did it for them somehow. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if I trust I, these guys. I was guys. thinking of, like, pan fry. I said toasted, but I guess I had in mind more pan frying mm-hmm. the beef jerky to make it, you know... Hopefully from leather to at least like crumbly leather. Popping beef jerky in the toaster and hoping for the best. (laughs) I think the air fryer might work, but the toaster seems like a a nightmare. Yeah. Okay. On to round two, main main dishes. Yep. I mistyped mystery basket and typed Mr. Basky. (laughs) Mr. with a Y. I'm, this is a, this is a great basket that I'm very excited to see what you do with. All right, yeah, I have mine. Okay, so I'll read mm-hmm. uh, for round two. Main courses. Allison opens her mystery basket. It contains two different types of meat: beef and turkey. Okay. Um, I took that to be one ingredient. I was thinking yeah. it's like a a weird like mixed mince. Oh, okay. It doesn't have to be. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I mean, a, I'll a, I'll deal with it. A turbifin. Maybe it's a turkey stuffed with beef. Um, It also contains a huge pile of, quote, chips from a food truck. Okay. I don't know what is meant by putting chips in quotes there. Uh Uh-huh. Finally, it has a box full of red and green grapes. Okay. So what do you think, quote, chips are? My first thought, so it being from a food truck... My first thought was that this is an American program and they got these from a like fish and chips truck that's uh, like UK okay. themed. So I'm assuming that they are just French fries. That's how I'm going to read this, I think. That's fair enough. Yeah. Because I think I have a pretty decent idea. Maybe we'll see. Um, You want your basket? Uh, of course. Bring it on. Second round is main dishes. First ingredient in Justin's mystery basket for entrees is a corn dog. Second okay. ingredient is a beefy potato salad. The third ingredient is a giant pizza. A beefy potato salad. Does that mean there's beef in it or? I would assume there is, but you can can do with that what you will. How else could that be read? I guess like (laughs) even if it was a particularly chunky potato salad, you would say chunky. Yeah, beef, an heirloom potato. (laughs) Um, I actually thought you said it's a sweet potato salad. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck is sweet potato salad? <laughs> Ooh, interesting, though. Yeah, it's it's getting my creative, uh, it's getting my potato juices flowing. I feel like the thing I keep forgetting to do is making it meatier. Like, I can't, how can I make this meatier? All right, you, you can go first. Okay, so I'm working here with this basket of um, two different types of meat, beef and turkey. A huge pile of, quote, chips from a food truck and a box full of red and green grapes. So immediately I'm thinking about some of the best chicken. A box of red, a box of green. Sorry. (laughs) I'm thinking about uh, some of the best. uh, That's the the, uh, kid's bot version of uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant. (laughs) Scenes from an Italian cafeteria. Um Honestly, it sounds like an Can adorable. we make the Billy Joel Kids Bob album? Yeah, I think that is actually adorable. 
Uh, um, okay, yeah. So I'm thinking about these grapes, and I'm immediately thinking about some of the best chicken salads I've I've ever had. Um, they've got cut up grapes in them. I love that in a chicken yeah. salad. So I think I'm just gonna take my meat, my beef and turkey, and who who the hell needs to stop there? If this is the meat episode, I am throwing in the other types of meat that I know: chicken and pork, and I think that's it. <laughs> okay, this lady's never heard of veal. Or morally opposed. I um yeah, so I'm going to no do No babies. <laughs> yeah. Strict rule. Yeah. Um <laughs> no babies. <laughs> <laughs> With these meats, what what I'm going to do? I'm not going to say they're like fully minced or ground. I I'm just going to say they're all like healthy cubes, you know? They're they're all okay. cubed. And I'm just going to cook them all to the be- you know, to their best state and make not just like a chicken it's not gonna be a chicken salad it's a meat salad but it's the same recipe as chicken salad just with all these different kinds of meats in there and um i'm just making some really good sandwiches and slapping those chips on there and calling it a buddy is that what you call it yeah my buddy as long as you butter the bread yeah i certainly will so and that's gonna be the the main course of the meat episode this is just a you know honestly like I'm, i'm not one of these you know everything's got to have 800 grams of protein is that even a lot i don't know I no everything's got to be 10 types of meat or i'm not eating it but like walk. walk me up if someone had meat salad with four types of meat it like actually as a sandwich, sounds really good like I, i'd have to try i it. do think the problem would be like texture so i feel like it really would depend like what part of like pork and beef i use because you don't want like a chewy piece yes. of steak in there with your like supple chicken um yeah yeah, yeah. so i would have to be I, I would have to be very wary of that but honestly it but does yeah, not I sound feel like bad. you could get the right kinds of like you know if you like really cook chopped. the beef down for a long time yeah for the full 30 minutes that you get on show yeah yeah i, I think it sounds great yeah so i had to meet the meat. uh wacky wedding theme right so i got a corn dog a beefy potato salad and a giant pizza mm-hmm. Justin decided to make a backyard cookout themed meat lovers flatbread because I once again forgot I'm not in charge of the meat here, so it doesn't (laughs) get as meaty as it sounded. I cut down the pizza into square slices and distribute three different types of flatbread ingredients. For some slices, there will be chunks of corn dog and a honey mustard vinaigrette. For other Mm. slices, there will be a scoop of beefy potato salad and some pickled jalapenos. And finally, some slices will be topped with fresh watermelon cubes and strawberry slices. Okay, this is interesting. I do love, I love a spread. I feel like that would be very, um, it goes hand in hand with the wedding theme. That's that's very. Yeah, that's very so good. I was just at like a conference that had, yeah. you know, spread foods like this. So it had me in the creative mindset of like, you know, you don't have to do anything all that well. If you give people lots of variety, yeah. they'll have like two bites of lots of different things and they'll be like, that was kind of interesting. I'm not going to go yeah. back for more of it. But man, we are talking about so much meat and I had in my head that I was going to make just like some like sesame noodles or something for dinner tonight. Fuck that. You're making a four meat <laughs> meat salad. No, I like already went to the store, I but like I... <laughs> I feel like I'm going to need the meat. I think for this round, we'll have the judges try our own dish okay. that we just described. And the last round, we can try to get each, we can try to get all all judges involved on all dishes. Okay. My judges are pretty simple. I, I There's something about the simplicity with which GPT-2 writes human thought processes that always tickles me. Yeah. I actually I appreciate the feedback on my on my ratings from the judges. Um I explained my my whole meal to GPT and then said the judges rated it, quote, nice, but the sandwich needs more meat and quote, Fair. not too good, but it could work. <laughs> I like a backhanded insult where instead of leading with a compliment and then cutting it down a bit at the end, it's leading with the insult and then <laughs> dampening it by saying but it's fine i guess um i you know i got a i got a bristle at the needs more meat like i i i put i was given two types of meat and added two more like i don't you know this is my talking head interview where i'm like i don't know what they want for me i feel like i went above yeah look i think on the one hand that's fair that like you you added more varieties of meat but that doesn't speak to the quantity of the meat now i have no doubt you put a lot of meat 
but you could have like four different kinds of meat and it's still mostly mayonnaise. That's like, true. Yeah, maybe it just wasn't well balanced. That's that's a fair, fair opinion. I I don't really have such deep thoughts for my judges. The judges try Justin's flatbread. They all praise how nice it is mm. and the amount of fat it contains. Mm. They they, they like I guess that means it's like not too much fat or they wanted too much and they received it. Oh my god, this is so fatty. This is so good. <laughs> they agree it is a unique taste. Uh, yeah. They each put a different type of meat into the flatbread. Now I didn't ask them to do that, so I don't know why they put meat in. <laughs> this I feel like your episode of chat, like the meat epi- like or no, no, that's the you're this is very confusing. Mine are meant to be judging a wedding. I feel like these judges are just like they're so secretly deeply into meat that they like I feel like this is not a sanctioned chopped competition <laughs> and they're just these like weird meat freaks who like have pocket meat that they're slipping into every dish. The the very last line is uh they all unanimously agree that it tastes like it should be in a grilled meat joint um hey what, a new what is grilled, a grilled meat, meat joint, joint opened like up down King? the street you want to go try it grilled meat grilled joint meat yeah joint. not a barbecue joint no that brings us to the dessert yeah round. so now i feel like it's a good time to um inform you of what the former wife's request oh, was please. from the wacky wedding the former wife's request was to have a wedding cake that resembled a human face and to have it decorated with a portrait of her deceased husband. Okay. So yeah. I have now this this just changed the the meaning of former wife. It's not a former wife of one of the people <laughs> She's getting a widow. married. Yeah. She is a former wife. And I don't really know the relation to the couple getting married. Um we don't have to know, but she sure is a freak. So I'll yeah, please take that into consideration. I'm afraid for my own life if I don't honor yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Can't stop typing Basky. Mr. Basky. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Mr. Basky. That's so good. <laughs> My right with Transformer is obsessed with giant things today. I think giant things are better than like few of things. That's true. Because like the giant chicken, I felt like, yeah, I could just shred this down and like use as much as I wanted. But if there was like one caper, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, now I got to like yeah. make the whole fucking meal around this one little caper. All right. Yeah. I feel like my, my ingredients are, are kind of simple, but you do have the added challenge of making sure it's a cake that resembled a human face and have it decorated with a portrait of this widow's deceased husband. So I'll keep that in mind. So you you want to lay my ingredients sure. on me? Yeah. So um, for your third round of desserts, the first mystery basket, Mr. Basky ingredient is a giant pumpkin. The second oh, ingredient okay. is a giant marshmallow. The third ingredient okay. is a giant peanut. <laughs> and when I say giant peanut, it's way bigger than any peanut should be. Yeah, I, it's like Mr. I, peanut I, size. I have bigger than him even. I I think it. Uh, oh. maybe. I think I need a lot of time to work with this peanut. Yeah, I think you can't just make magic out of a peanut in twenty minutes. Yeah, you are probably I, gonna need a chainsaw for that. Oh uh, man, a chainsaw and like, what do you even make uh, peanut butter with? Like, I, I imagine normally you just kind of like press peanuts and oil yeah but you would need a freaking like hydraulic press like (laughs) car cruncher for this for the dessert round allison's mystery basket contains a small pile of cherries Mm. a large bowl of white chocolate truffles and a box of frosted donuts okay i feel like that had some real chopped energy Okay, and I am, yeah, I'm going to have to figure out how to get some meat in here. So we both have our own separate challenges on this one. Yeah, This is great, You have to make this nice little dessert basket meaty. Yeah. And I have to make these three giant items into a wedding cake with a deceased man's face on it. Do you feel like you need any guidance on this deceased man's face, or are you just going to wing it? Yeah, tell me what he looks like, actually. Okay, I'll I'll ask her. Hold on. (laughs) Do you need any hint about what this man whose face you're making looks like, or do you think (laughs) you you know what just a guy looks like? (laughs) What do you think a dead man's face looks like? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, does she want it when he was, like, what he looked like when he was alive, or what he Uh, looks like now? You know, I'll find out. Because if she wants it to look like a currently dead man, like, I feel like that's easier for me. I can't wait to hear what's happening on that side. So, yeah, just in case you wanted to know what you're working with, I really had to pull this out like teeth. Um, okay, 
So I was trying, I typed her husband looked like, and then right with the Transformer gave me a cartoon caricature of her, and it had to be the most <laughs> absurdly <laughs> ugly wedding cake anyone ever imagined. So I was like, all right, now I need to figure out what this wife looks like. Oh, no. Um, so you're going to be working with a cartoon caricature of the following for this man's visage. Um, the former wife <laughs> looks like... The former wife looks and smells like a human being. And she has two large black eyes and two, two, two small black eyelashes. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so she says two black eyes and like one eyelash on each eye. <laughs> I can, like, imagine it, and it's so cursed. I don't <laughs> want it so in my brain. her husband looked like a cartoon caricature of that. So that's what you're working with. Have a good time. I'm going to go think about my dessert. Oh, no. I'm actually crying. I'm crying. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about each eyelash being dead center on the top eyelid exactly. really long, and her, like, slowly blinking. Exactly. And her eyes are black. Okay. I like can't even keep that detail in mind because of the <laughs> the slow blinks. And the way right with Transformer gave it to me was like it was like two small black eyes, like it was E Y E L. So it's like there's only one way it was gonna end that word. Is there like some meme or something of a duck with like one eyelash? I feel like there's a duck with like pretty eyelashes or something. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, a duck's face is what's in my head. I googled duck eyelashes, and there's just a bunch of rubber ducks with eyelashes, and there's occasionally Daisy Duck who has eyelashes. I decided to make a multi-tiered pumpkin spice cake mm. with marshmallow buttercream icing and peanut butter frosting flourishes. Mm. Using the marshmallow and peanut butter, I did my best to recreate the widow's husband's visage <laughs> on one side of the cake. Uh -huh. To recreate his black eyes, I toasted the marshmallow to ash, and to sculpt his eyelashes, I used the stringy bits from the peanut shell. <laughs> the judges love the combination of sweet and salty on the cake, and how the peanut butter flavor accentuates the cake. The judges also loved how the cake looked, not only when looking at it from an angle, but also when they were holding it to their nose and blowing on it. Stop it's just doing a very that. attractive cake. <laughs> the judges also enjoyed the texture of the cake and the smoothness of the peanut butter icing. These guys are freaks. <laughs> yeah, they were real into Wacky it. Wacky does not begin to d encapsulate this wedding. This is not okay. This is not a wacky this wedding. Is not this is a, wacky. A, a predatory wedding. Oh boy, why were they blowing on it with their noses? Yeah, this is not a wacky wedding. This is a ritualistic yeah. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I I'm not I don't like these people. Okay, was that was that it? Are you are you hightailing it out of there now? <laughs> well, I got to wait to, for them to judge yours oh, okay. too. Blowing on it with their freaking noses, getting right up right up into that cake. Okay, interesting. Um, so uh, I, with my ingredients that were a small pile of cherries, a large bowl of white chocolate truffles, and a box of frosted donuts. Um, so I had to get the meat in there somehow. So the first thing, I mean, like, I really didn't see a viable way to get meat in a dessert unless it was bacon. Yeah. I feel like bacon okay, is the only yeah. thing that you ever see on something sweet, you know, like like honey glazed bacon or something or like candied bacon or like on a like I've seen donuts with bacon on them. So what about Turkey Hill ice cream? <laughs> uh, uh huh. Yeah, I am going to make what I'm calling Elvis monkey bread. And ooh, I love the name. I think I just remembered that the Elvis thing is peanut butter and bananas, and it doesn't usually implicate bacon, or it does. Um, I don't think it. Maybe it does. I don't. Um, I don't want to say that it does. I, I think it does. I kind of forgot that it was a peanut butter thing and not a bacon thing. I don't know where that came from. Anyway, I'm still gonna call it Elvis monkey bread. So what I'm doing is I am... It's Elvis Costello, <laughs> oh, Right, 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 right. Which is silly because I feel like I did recognize the bananas were a thing. So I, th I guess in my... In, I just thought that 
all the Elvis thing was bacon and bananas. <laughs> Obviously incorrect. <laughs> I'm melting them into the truffles, and I am chopping up these donuts to make monkey bread-esque chunks. And I'm making a glaze with these melted truffles, the chopped cherries, chopped bananas, and a ton of bacon bits. And I'm mixing that all up with the, the chopped donuts. And I'm, I'm going to bake it for a bit because I think t- typically when you make monkey bread, you're using like uncooked dough. And these donuts are yeah. obviously already cooked. So I feel like it just needs to like get hot and t- together a bit. I'm going to get that in a bun pan and, and pop it on a plate. And that's Elvis monkey bread. No peanut butter in sight. The judges rated it. Nice, but I don't think it has a chance at getting made. And not really tasty. Maybe it would be good as a sandwich? It's too much sugar in the mix. You're really going to want to eat the whole tray with the cookies in it. The Okay. Um, I like that they're suggesting that this bread could be in a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> the meat episode is turning more into a carbs episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So the, so it would be better as a sandwich. Tell me if you feel like this would be better as a sandwich. Maybe he's thinking like the donuts as bread kind of thing where I guess then so. with just like a mixture. Honestly, that would not be bad. Like a mixture of like white chocolate, like like a, almost like a fruit chicken salad. I don't know what you call that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> You're just making the same meal for all three meals. Yeah. So it's like a chicken salad-esque salad, but with like melted truffles as the mayo chopped fruit and bacon bits does not sound bad on like on a donut (laughs) but if you went into it earlier when we had the idea like you went into a restaurant and you saw multiple meat yeah salad sandwich you'd be excited if you went into a dessert place and you saw dessert chicken salad sandwich, okay. Well, I, don't, I, I don't wouldn't. Know if you would I'm get gonna. It. I, I mean, would. She, I feel like this could be a chief thing. I'm gonna describe this to her and see if she look. Like, yes, she would, but like, <laughs> it's. I feel like any dessert <laughs> items prepared in any way is a yes. For well, her. that's fair. I wouldn't do it. I would want someone. Like, I would hope that I was going to this restaurant with Chief so that she would order it and I can be like, "Can I have one bite?" Just so that I know what it's like. Okay. I feel like that's the whole idea for a lot of uh, a lot of our desserts. dishes overall. Oh, yeah. But I think this dish is really hitting that yeah. note of like you would not want to eat it, but you would want to try it just to see how good or bad it yeah. ended up. Yeah, yeah. At least the judges like they're giving you throughout like constructive. I know feedback. my judges were a lot more benevolent than yours. Yours were like less positive about your dishes, yeah, but, but at they least were they're like not like nice evil. About it. Yeah. Mine were into my dishes, but also too like much. Just, they were little freaks. Yeah. yeah. These were I, I've imagined this as like two subsequent like two different episodes of Chopped that are being filmed yeah. on like neighboring sound stages. Yeah, we're just like in between commercial breaks running back and forth. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting I'm getting some judge reaction to yours and letting them pick a winner. Okay, oh, okay. Just to wrap it all up. What was yours again? Uh, mine was a pumpkin spice cake with marshmallow icing and peanut butter frosting flourishes. That so good. And a drawing of oh, that guy on the that. side. Um, yep, yep, yep. That's what, that's why I couldn't remember what the actual cake was made out of. I'll, I'll read their, their reaction to your okay. cake first. Or your your Elvis monkey bread. The judges loved the combination of flavors, which is pretty much what everyone should be doing when eating dessert. Mm -hmm. They also liked the subtle nuances of how the truffles came together on the bottom half of the cake, making it more like a pastry. Oh, okay. In the end, they decided the winner of the competition was... Gracie with her black eye cake. <laughs> they loved all her choices, but were surprised to find that Gracie was the only one to bring out a cake with the name of her favorite artist, Prince. She even asked her husband, who did not bring his own cake, for a cup of the Prince-inspired coffee that she had whipped up for him. Oh, okay, Gracie. So we both lost and Gracie won. Th- this this whole competition has been very strange and rigged from the inside out. I I have some some answers, but I, I I'm I'm wondering here. I'll read what I have and then we can discuss these details yeah. together. I described your pumpkin spice cake and all, and the judges rated it good, but could not decide if the icing was worth it or not. Maybe next time? And I'd say you can eat this and not get sick. Exclamation point. On the cake's looks, I I prompted, they said, not too bad, but there's a bit of something missing from the edges and the bottom. 
And so these these were the judges. So I wanted to know what the people at this wacky wedding were thinking. I wanted to know what the former wife thought and what the couple getting married thought when they saw their uh, this cake that you delivered to them. When the former wife saw the cake that Justin made to look like her late husband, she said, I'm really sorry about the cake. I really didn't mean to do that. I never want to do something like that ever again. <laughs> what, force someone to make a cake of her dead husband? Or? Um, and when the couple getting married saw the cake, they said... It's really nice, but it looks like someone put my husband's face on it. Oh, no. Her husband's face? I don't know. I mean, like, maybe the former wife was, like, one, like, one of the people's, like, mother and, like... Okay, like, so, like, the, the person... The face yeah, the looks husband a little too much like the like groom because that's his yes, dad. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm thinking here. He also has two black eyes <laughs> and two eyelashes. <laughs> Poor family. Um, uh, yeah, so do we think Gracie is like, is the, the is, who's Gracie? The only person the judges named a winner in either competition was Gracie. Okay, I mean, good for Gracie. I, I can't shake the feeling With that- With her black eye prince cake. So this is a different black eye person. Yes, <laughs> okay? this was her, well, she doesn't necessarily have black eyes. She made a black eye cake. A black eye cake. And it has the name cake. Prince on it. Oh, okay. So that's just maybe a black eye cake, cake is just of. like, okay. yeah, it's like a black forest yeah. cake is chocolate and cherries. A black eye cake is chocolate and eyes. Okay. Maybe it's got them like little uh, Halloween candies mm, that look like eyeballs. Cute. Okay. Yeah. Stuck all over it. Yeah. Well, that was certainly an eventful episode of Chopped. Uh, I wonder when it's going to air on the Food Network. Yeah, like any of our uh, one-off kind of silly episodes, it was uh, unexpectedly sinister of throughout. Course. Wouldn't be AI without uh, weird, sinister undertones <laughs> every single time. That's like people, you know, people think that AI is scary because it's going to like the robots are going to take over. But like, it's more like they're they're freaks, man. They're going to make us do weird stuff, not like control the government. They're just going to like make you do stuff. You would be like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, the real fear is not that the AI will take over and be like uh, our evil overlords. It's that they'll take over and be our our creepy doms. Yeah. That's what we should be worried about, guys. The AI dystopia is far worse than we yeah. thought. And all this time from a company called Hugging Face, and we didn't see it coming. <laughs> well, that was that was an eventful episode of Chopped. Yeah, I, I hope we see Chopped episodes like this on TV in the future. <laughs> we would love to hear your judgment of the dishes we've made, maybe what you would have made in our position with these different ingredient baskets. You can contact us at robots at batcamp.org, or you could tweet, a, tweet at us at robot typewriter and we have a theme song and it is called uh, the random generation by the generative acoustic network i also liked that you said you can tweet us because <laughs> yes. that, that's the band that does <laughs> tweet age dirtbag dirt wow tweet age dirtbag for the modern tweet era aged. Got any one last words from Gracie for, yeah, what, what, what's Gracie's like victory statement? I'll get Gracie's winner speech at the end. Her boyfriend's a click. <laughs> her, her boyfriend's on Twitch. He streams in <laughs> school cafeteria. It's Peter V's. <laughs> no. Now I can't focus on writing the <laughs> monologue because I'm trying to work on like, come retweet. Drew with me, don't say maybe. <laughs> she has a pretty short victory speech, okay. and then there's a little narration. Oh no, wait, she Whatever. said all. Of oh, this. okay. <laughs> Never mind. She's a she's a dick. In her winning mono winner monologue at the end of the show, Gracie said, "Quote: Well, I did it for Elvis, and I want it for me." <laughs> then I thought that's where it ended, and I thought the rest is narration, but this is still her okay. speaking. Gracie was a very talented lady, and she was the perfect person for this contest. <laughs> Well, okay, she did it for Elvis, and what did it? What did she say? And I want it for me. That's, I mean, you know what? That's that's a nice sentiment. Yeah, I I don't fault that. I fault the, the, at, the yeah, end, at the saying, end. Like, yeah, in third person, Gracie's a talented lady, and I was the perfect person for this. Which still seems like a plant, but we're getting out of here before the judges start blowing on our faces. 